nchc.tv studios. This is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, your hockey superstore with three Valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. Indiana Tech University. For tickets and schedule information for the two-time ACHA National Champions, go to IndianaTechWarriors.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson for lunch or catering your next office party. We are the best to barbecue Las Vegas style. University of Georgia Hockey. Power school athletic traditions, college town atmosphere, and the building of a program like no other at UGAHockey.com. College Hockey, Inc. Growing the game at the college level and beyond. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. Maryville University, the big city style of St. Louis and a small school education. For more information, visit us at maryvillesaints.com or at maryville.edu. Jets Pizza. Go to jetspizza.com to find the location near you. University of Mary Hockey. Top flight hockey, intense rivalries, and championship aspirations. Schedule and ticket information at goyoumarry.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app. The only app that lets you earn Caesars rewards, but please play responsibly. By FedEx, the official shipping company of Ice Time Hockey West. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be joining us on this Wednesday morning as we prepare for another ACHA National Tournament. Uh, just about a week away, Scott Strandy with you today in beautiful Temecula, California. My co-host, as always, joining me from that big, beautiful championship city, which is Las Vegas, Nevada, Stephen Marsh. Stephen, how are you today, and are you wide awake as we approach the national tournament? Hold up. Well, I don't know if I'm wide awake, but I'm awake. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a – it's a. Uh, so if I doze off on you during the show, then uh, – <laughs> then Yeah, I'll, I'll know why. Right, okay. <laughs> no, no, but uh, – yeah, a week from tomorrow, the first day of the national tournament will take place. Can you believe it's here? Almost here, a week away. Yeah, it's really close, and that first day on Thursday is going to be crazy. But and I don't know how you're going to um, bounce back and forth between Maryville and, and yeah, who, and who knows how that's going to work? But we'll we'll figure something out. That I'm working on a game plan. Uh, last week we talked to four coaches uh, that are partners with us and are going to the national tournament. We're going to kick the same thing off this week. Why not go to Liberty, Lynchburg, Virginia, and speak with the head coach from Liberty University, Kirk Handy, and uh, get a feel for what uh, the Flames are uh, preparing for the national tournament in St. Louis. Coach Scott and Stephen with you. Thanks for joining us this morning. How are you? How are things in beautiful Lynchburg? Things are great down here, guys. Thanks so much for having me on, and thanks for your coverage of ACHA hockey. I know it makes a, a big difference. Oh, thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, we are looking forward to the national tournament. I don't know if we're going to get Stephen there yet or not. We're still working on it, but uh, 
I will definitely be there. Our executive producer, Terry, will be there. And we will uh, be providing as best coverage as we can. Um, Kirk, it's different this year. First of all, there's four teams additions uh, added, I should say. Uh, your thoughts, first of all, on just that. I love it. I love the idea of having a showcase tournament at the end of the year that has uh, a great representation of ACHA Division One. Really, over the past few years, we've really seen the depth of ACHA Division One grow, and I think it's uh, it's uh, great to have 24 teams now representative. Back in the day, it used to be, I think it was eight, and then it was 12, and then 16, and then 20, and now 24, I think, really shows the strength and the quality of teams we have in ACHA Division One. All right, Stephen, fire away. Coach is waiting for you. <laughs> okay. Um... When you look at the when you look at the tournament field, I mean, you see how the the the, the, the format is going to go. Um, I guess when you look at where you guys positioned, are are you are you satisfied with that? Obviously, you probably want to be a little bit higher, but just your your positioning in the uh, in the tournament field uh, going into national tournament. Yeah, we're very confident in where we are positioned. Uh, there's so many great teams in the ACHA, and just to be representative at, at the national tournament is obviously an honor every year that we can get there. And so for us getting there is one of our goals at the beginning of the year. Uh, you know, another goal of ours is uh, to win a national championship. We haven't done that yet. Uh, but our goal every year is to get to tournament and then win the national championship. And it, it's a, it's quite a, uh, a marathon as you well know in the national tournament. And, uh, you know, especially this year with all the quality teams, it is going to be a battle from game one uh, through till the end of the tournament. Yeah, your first your first matchup will be on Saturday, Saturday the ninth, uh, against either uh, I guess either against Mary or Westchester. So you you look at that and and obviously now with it being twenty four teams, now you 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 get to play a team that has already had already played a game. So when you look at the potential matchup of your first game, what what it sticks out to you? Well, both teams are, are going to be very good. You know, we haven't seen either one play this year. To be honest with you, we've played a lot of opponents who have played them. Think of Westchester, you know, Delawares, and those teams have played them. I think about Mary, obviously. We've played Minot, and they've played Minot uh, quite a few times as well. So, you know, both schools, uh, congrats to them for, for being at the tournament and uh, look forward to playing either one of them. And and for and for Mary, this is their first year at Division One, and for them to have this much success, it's got to be pretty cool to, to for a team to come in. Obviously, had a lot of success at Division Two level, but to come in at Division One and, and to already be where they are, it's got to be pretty cool too for the the whole league as a whole, and for them. It's unbelievable, and you know, I I know Mary's played against our Division Two team in the past five to seven years, and it's been uh, it's been great. You know, both both teams have been uh, have have been at the top of of their game, and and uh, you know, Dan's done a great job at the University of Mary and continued it on not only at the Division Two level but also at the ACHA Division One level as well. Kirk, when I look at uh, the uniqueness that is the ACHA M One National Tournament, um, I don't know how many years you guys have always <laughs> have managed to find your way into the Saturday game, but. I was talking to Coach Berman last night, and um, and he's playing the second, or actually, yeah, second game of the tournament on Thursday. Um, is there a benefit to uh, to being the second to the last team to play, basically, on uh, Saturday afternoon? 
Well, it's been so long since I haven't played on a Saturday. I, could, I probably can't answer <laughs> that very well for you. But uh, yeah, you know, I think there's benefits either way, right? If you if you play the Thursday game uh, or the Friday game, obviously when you come to Saturday, you're going to be better prepared to play. Uh, it'll be your second game in. You know, we talk about it all the time. You know, the first ten minutes is going to be a challenge for our team, uh, the team who played already is going to be is going to be at that level of intensity that you want to get to so i think there's there's things like that that you want to talk through with with your team and and uh but whether you play thursday friday or saturday um you know you realize this that's happening this year all the games are going to be good games it used to be when you play on a thursday game boy you know you would beat the team by seven or eight goals and it would kind of be a, a it would kind of be over by the start of the second period you're not going to have that this year and so it's going to be a a great tournament i'm looking forward to watching uh thursday and friday and just seeing all the great games that are going to happen on day one and day two so let me ask you that Thursday, what are you going to do? Are you going to run back and forth between Maryville and, and Centene? Or are you going to hunker down in one spot or just flip on the uh, the computer? <laughs> no, I'm going to be running back and forth. We actually practice at Maryville on, on Thursday. John was kind enough to uh, to help us out with that. So we're going to practice there on Thursday and uh, going to watch some of the games at Maryville and then going to go over to the uh, games over at Centene as well. So, yeah, I'll probably be – uh, driving back and forth, you know, at, at the same time for us, the importance of it is, you know, uh, we want our, our players, you know, to be dialed in on what they're doing and, and uh, you know, we'll make sure that, that they're doing what they need to be doing Thursday and Friday. And, and uh, you know, but it is fun. Listen, it's a fun tournament. You, 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 you want to be a fan of it too. Right. And so that's, that's part of the fun of going to the tournament is, is, uh, is seeing how other teams do. Uh, but also let, I've I've done this for long enough. I I really enjoy the relationships I have with uh, with all the other coaches in in the country and and with people like you guys, people from the ACHA, you know. And, and for me, that that that's a big part of it is uh, going there and enjoying the relationships that we have. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. All right, let's dig into the Flames and and how the season's gone. I know you've been like almost every team out there. It's been up and down with the injuries. Where do you stand right now? About a week out. Yeah, we're in pretty good shape, and I think by the time the tournament rolls around, you know, we should have uh, everyone ready uh, to go for the national tournament. Uh, yeah, it like you're saying, the grind of the season, there is going to be ups and downs, a lot of injuries. You're trying to battle injuries. You're you're playing back to back weekends and against strong opponents, and and so uh, yeah, it does bring out the best in you. I would tell you this. We've played schedules with weak opponents and strong opponents, and I'll take the strong opponents anytime because it prepares you for this time of the year. It prepares you for the national tournament and for those four games that we're going to have to play in four days. All right, I got one more follow-up, and then Stephen can jump back in here. But um, I saw you play, and you guys were so gracious to host us, and uh, I was uh, perished the time I got to spend in Lynchburg in September. Um, but I watched you guys play um, – uh, Minot State, and I thought, you know what? We're talking about championship hockey right from the get-go, so you certainly do not shy away from the, the heavy-duty opponents, do you? Funny story about that when we were going back and forth with Wyatt. I knew we were going to have an older team, uh, and I talked to a couple of different people, uh, both uh, in our who are part of our staff here at Liberty, outside of our staff, talked to some of our players about it, and you know, went for it. And, 
you know, when you're playing Minot your second, third, and fourth game of the year and, and fifth game of the year, uh, it can either go one way or the other. And for us, we were 1-0 and going in and we're 1-4 and at the end of it. Now, lost one game in overtime or in a shootout, I believe it was. Um, but you, you sit there then, you come back from those four games and you're 1-4 and and going, whew, okay, I don't know if that was such a good idea or not. And then you start looking down your schedule and you've got the, you know, Adrian's and the Maryville's and, and uh, coming along. And, and here's the thing. I, I think for us, it gives you an, a really good barometer of where you're at early on in the year. And that's what we want. We knew Minot was going to be one of the top two or three teams in the country. And so to play them right off the get-go gives you that barometer. And we always play Adrian in October at, at Adrian. And then we play them at February here at home. And that gives us another great barometer of, hey, here's where we, were, where we were in October. We split with them in October, and then we split with them again in February. So, you know, we want to play the top teams, and we want to see how they compete and what they do well and try and learn and take from them things that we can help in our own game to make our team more successful. Well, I think you just answered my follow-up to the follow-up, but <laughs> I wanted to ask you, do you go back and look at the uh, the film, if you will, from uh, that opening series and, and – Maybe point out the things, guys, that have done right and maybe something that they still have to get better at? Or or do you kind of just put that in the rearview mirror and go, hey, that's experience and let's not look at it again for a while? Absolutely. I, I look at it and say that's experience and, and let's not look at that. Let's continue to move forward. We're a totally different team uh, today and end of February that, than we were in uh, end of September uh, and so it's been fun to see our, our, our team progress, you know, and we've, and we've encountered uh, uh, lots of opportunities to, to get better. And I, I really believe, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm faith-based in my approach and my thinking that, that, that God gives us those opportunities throughout a year to refine us and to make us better. And, and when we're going through October, we're playing our second game at Adrian and Hunter goes down with an injury, uh, arguably, you know, in, in my opinion, one of the top goalies in the ACHA, he goes down with an injury that presents an opportunity. And the opportunity was he was out. And so was our, our, our second string. And so we had to bring a guy up from division two who came up to play Nick Bernstein and came up and played very well for us and, and played, you know, in some big games against Maryville and Ohio's and, and Stony Brooks and stuff like that. And, and, and did very well for us when Hunter was out for an extended period of time. So, uh, again, I think that those opportunities that you have when you're playing the better teams uh, teach you a lot more about yourself. If you play an Adrian and you lose, uh, it definitely does show you a lot more than if you were to play the 50th ranked team and beat them seven to five and not play very well, but still have, have a win. Your guys leave there going, well, at least we did a couple things, right? You know, we still won the game. It's no big deal. You want guys to be hungry and guys to be thinking about refining themselves as the season goes on. And you don't get that unless you play the, the top teams in the country. All right, Stephen, fire one last one in for coach. Yeah. So, I, you know, you, you talked about, you know, you, you do things on a faith, faith basis and stuff, which is awesome. And, and that's obviously you guys a big staple of your program. Uh, what we haven't had you on since uh, you guys did your trip to Finland. You guys did a trip to Finland at the beginning of the the calendar year in January. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about that and just how, what the experience was like for that, being able to go go over and be be involved with that? Yeah, awesome opportunity that we try and give our guys once during their four years here at Liberty. Sometimes guys get to go twice. Depends on on uh, how how uh, how it all works out, but. 
it's an opportunity for guys to use the hockey platform that God's given us and integrate that with our faith platform and go over to, then uh, in this case, Finland to go over there and, and make a difference. And how do we do that? We work with a, a local group called Overseas Missionary Fellowship, and they help us to set up not only games, we played three games when we were over there, but also work in things like sports nights with kids, hockey clinics, uh, floorball tournament or, or fo- floorball games, and really try and connect with the people from Finland. And how do we connect? Well, we use hockey, what God's given us, a platform he's given us to uh, use that to make a difference. It, in Finland, it's a universal language that people understand, right? Maybe they don't understand English, but they understand uh, the game of hockey. And so through that, we can use that to make a difference. And so, for example, we, we also had practices over there where we had Finnish coaches come and, and run the practices. And and it's just not a player. Sometimes it's coaches that are being impacted through us being over there. So great opportunity for our guys. We went over there for about nine, 10 days. And, uh, you know, it, it really, to be honest with you, helped catapult us the second half of the year. You know, we, we, we've had a very strong second half of the year. And a lot of it was to uh, the time that we spent together on that missions trip before the semester started up. Kirk, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us. I will see you in about a week in St. Louis. Uh, just your final thoughts on, on being back in St. Louis. I know it's a, uh, maybe maybe not a shorter trip, but center of the country has got to be great for the ACHA, correct? Oh, it's a great venue out there, uh, both at Centene and at Maryville. And you have people out there who care about the ACHA. And and uh, last year in, in Boston, it, it was uh, it wasn't bad. Uh, not saying anything negative about it, but St. Louis is just so much more welcoming. St. Louis knows and really promotes the ACHA. And when you come into the Centene or to Maryville's rink, you're going to know you're at the national tournament. I think that that's big for marketing the great um, the great hockey that the ACHA uh, is. Coach, we appreciate your time. Safe travels out there. And uh, like I said, I'll see you in a week. You got it, guys. Have a blessed day. I appreciate you guys. Absolutely. That's the head coach from Liberty University, the M1 men's program. By the way, the women's program is playing pretty darn well, too. And uh, we'll be defending their championship in a very short period of time in St. Louis. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to bring on the head coach from the University of Mary. By the way, is going to join us. Just real quick, though, Liberty, yeah, the women's team, number one going into the, the – the women's field for the division one. So yes, they're, they're looking strong as well. Absolutely. All right. We'll be right back. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty university in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sell out crowds, top competition and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus. State of the art facilities, gifted faculty and over 700 programs of study help you make an impact on and off the ice as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. Your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong. See if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. Championship pedigree, world-class coaching, first-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at 
Carrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. At a big school of hockey field, all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. University of Arizona Wildcats return to the Tucson Arena September 29th. Join the tradition and become a part of the legacy of hockey in the old Pueblo. Cheer on your five-time Cactus Cup champions as the Wildcats pursue a national championship after a promising offseason of key roster additions. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org for schedule and ticket information and follow us on social media. Bear down and rise up. At some schools, winning the national championship is the goal. For Liberty's women's hockey program, it's the expectation. Winners of the last five national championships, Liberty women's hockey is the ACHA W1 standard. Be a part of the championship legacy on or off the ice with a first-class education, as well as serving your faith, community, and your game by visiting us at liberty.edu. Challenges, new level, same quest. Join us at the University of Mary for the 2023-24 hockey season as the two-time ACHA M2 champions bring that championship pedigree to the M1 level. Watch the Marauders take on rivals Minot State, Jamestown University, and national powers Missouri State, Illinois State, Colorado State as they look to add to their hockey legacy. Head to GoYouMary.com to find out how you can support University of Mary Hockey. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Indeed it is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you today in beautiful Temecula, California. Just a few more days and I will be making my way uh, towards St. Louis for the ACHA National Tournament. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh joining me from that big, beautiful championship city where uh, the Vegas Golden Knights getting back on a little bit of a roll, maybe getting a bit healthier, Stephen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're on the road right now. They're, they just won a game in Toronto, re- revenge from what happened here almost a week ago against the Maple Leafs, but uh, uh, maybe getting a little bit healthier. Uh, Jack Eichel has jo- started joining the team in, in practices with wearing the red note no contact, so uh, he could be joining the team soon. Don't know how soon, if it's going to be on this trip or not, but uh, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're they're slowly maybe starting to get back there, but they still got a ways to go before they get their full full guys back, but uh, but that's all. All right, we're going we're gonna to go to the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota in just a second, but before we do that, um, just want to get your thoughts on what you heard from Kirk because I hear some things, you hear some things. We put them together, but um, he sounds excited about oh. the opportunity to be in a national tournament again. He doesn't really mind being the second to the last uh, game of the opening round. No, I, I think I think in both those cases, it's it's a great thing. Uh, I mean, yeah, why wouldn't you be excited? I mean, it's an opportunity to play for for a championship and be able to be a part of the field. The, the field, the, the 24 teams in the ACHA get this opportunity. 
and you're one of 24 teams. So, yes, you should be excited. And, and, and for Kurt Handy, just knowing him, he's always a, more of a uh, looking ahead for the opportunity more than maybe thinking, oh, we should have been higher, or, you know, this and that, just, just to be in, in, the, in the field. And, you know, they have a, they have a, a decent shot. I mean, they've, they're always a team that, that competes well and, 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 and contends well. And, you know, being a seven seed is not, a, not out of the realm of possibility where they could be a team that wins. Uh, you know, especially this year where the field seems like it's a little bit more, more open than in years past. And, and yeah, being the second to last game of the day is, is better. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of times you see teams play, have to play those early games and, and that's, that's a tough to adjust to. I mean, even though you, you, you know, you may try to adjust to that and, and prepare for it, uh, playing a game at 10, 15 in the morning or even one thirty in the afternoon can be a bit of a, a bit of a challenge, even if you've, you know, even if you've played a couple of games in that, that day. But, um, the other thing about that though, is that you have to wait around a little bit, but it gives you more time to, to prepare and see some of the other games and, and just take, take in the, take in the experience. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think that's uh, that's one of the unique things about the tournament, too. He's excited about not only playing, but being there and, and uh, getting to hook up with uh, his other fellow coaches throughout the ACHA. And um, all that's of that's a big thing. I, I, You know, we make a big deal out of this one through four seating and the opportunity to, if you win the first round, to be able to have a day off. Um, I don't know. I don't know now. Uh, the more I think about it, that's any better than just running the table, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Well, it's, or, 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 yeah, well, I, I think it's, I, I still think it can be a bit of an advantage. I mean, it's, I mean, it's grueling. I mean, now granted, now granted it, it, you still, I mean, four day, four games in four days is, is a tough, tough thing to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you get on a bit of a roll and then, you know, you have to stop, and then you play like like the teams that are one through four. They'll play, they'll play against uh, you know their their team, and then they have a day in between, and then they play potentially three more games in three days. So I mean, it's it's it's. I still think it's it's an advantage. I don't know how much of an advantage it is, but I still think it's is a little bit of an advantage there to have that that day where you can rest and reset. Um, but then the other side of that is you're right. You're gonna come in and after having have to stop and play stop for a day and then having to play a, uh, a team that already played the day before. What, what can be an advantage for the teams that play the first day is that they've played a game they've gotten already used to the tournament flow and everything and then you play a game a team that's been waiting the next day which I always think if you're gonna if you're gonna have a chance to, to win have an upset sometimes it, you jump on those teams early when before they have a chance to wake up and get into their flow if you can somehow get them for a couple of goals it doesn't always work out but you can get them uh you can get them early sometimes it gives the teams that are the lower seeds the an advantage against the the higher seeds or however you want to low high the, the better seed seeded teams uh before they have a chance to get in and, and get their get into their flow and then their game that they want to uh, get into i i think you said that best high low we don't know whether we're up or down one way or the other well because <laughs> you say higher seed higher would be with higher does that mean like does the number gets higher seed or the lower seat? You know, so I, there's always a 
the better the better seated team right that's a better there race. we go i like that better <laughs> i mean it, uh, i can figure that out because i never know if i'm up or down or uh going higher or going lower i don't, I don't know either way well but. sometimes you're <laughs> diagonal so you gotta <laughs> anyway let's not waste any more time because i believe we've got the coach from the university of mary dan huntley on with us dan if you can see a gray circle in the upper right hand corner of your screen go ahead and click on that and i will connect you and bring you live on with uh myself and Steven, and we'll talk a little bit, you marry hockey that is uh, tremendously on the rise. Um, I, I don't think that's just a uh, understatement. That is, in fact, the way it is. Well, that's, I mean, I mean this is their, we, it just seems like, it just seems like they've been in the ACHA M1 ranks for, for a while. Like, this is just, you know, like, they're just these other teams that have been around, but we got to take our steps, take a step back and realize, this is their first season at the M1 level. I mean, granted, they had a lot of success at the M2 level. It's kind of led to this opportunity to make that climb to the to the M1 level. But but it's it's amazing that they've had this success that they have. And I think we've got them connected now. But uh, yeah, I yeah. Think it's, why don't we go ahead and bring them on? But it's just the success that they've had at the first the first year year at the M1 level is is really great. And we've asked other teams, the coaches, about it since they've come on and stuff, and they and they say. You know, they're impressed by it too. Okay, That's- you built his ego up. Now he probably doesn't even want to talk anymore because <laughs> you just keep patting him on the back. Um, so let's let's go to Bismarck. I believe you're in Bismarck, North Dakota, right now, aren't you, Dan? Uh, we are. It's beautiful, Bismarck. <laughs> uh, minus six degrees. Uh, last Thursday was uh, sixty-two, and tomorrow is supposed to be fifty-four. Uh, it's oh, a crazy goodness. weather pattern going through here right now, and uh, we were playing baseball outside and all kinds of things, and we got three inches of snow the other night. So uh, it's still February, uh, but yep. uh, it, it's still hockey season, and uh, you know, so we're we're ready to go. Excited to be on with you guys, Scott and Steven, So appreciate it. Are, are you okay. excited? Are you excited to get to St. Louis and be a part of this uh, this this national tournament uh, and have a chance to play uh, your first at the M1 level, compete in the national tournament? Oh, no doubt. Anytime you can fight for a championship, uh, you know, you, 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 it's a special time of the year. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, we, we had a two point lead on Jamestown in the regular season, uh, championship and, and they swept us, uh, that, that weekend in, in February. And then the next weekend we had another opportunity at our conference tournament, uh, to fight for a championship and, and lost a, a, a tough, uh, tight game two to one to Jamestown. Um, you know, and, and so it's, it's opportunities that you can learn from. You can, uh, you, you can put yourself in there, you know, are, are, you know, a lot of teams that were wishing that they could be in any kind of championship game, uh, whether it's a regular season, a, uh, a, a postseason tournament or a national championship. And so to be able to play in three, uh, in our first year. Uh, we're extremely excited about that opportunity. Um, you know, wishing we had a little bit better result earlier in the year, but uh, you know, we're going to give everything we have and and uh, try to make a, a nice little run here in St. Louis. Okay, Dan. So you open up, um, if I've got this correct, on Thursday, four forty-five p.m. Uh, Central Time in uh, St. Louis at the Centene Center. You get Westchester, the number twenty-three seed. Probably, well, not probably. They wouldn't have been there last year if, if not for the expansion. So uh, your thoughts on playing Westchester? What do you know about them, if anything? Well, you know, not a lot right now. We're, we're still working through some of that stuff. Um, 
you know, we know that they've they've fought for a championship and 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 won their their championship, and that and and that that tells a lot about a team. They've done it two years in a row, and um, you know, so no matter what your league is, how how good it is, or or how poorly people may perceive it, uh, you still have to perform at a high level to win anything. And so we know that they're going to be prepared. They're going to come after us and. Um, we have to, you know, be able to, to look at those things. Um, I, you know, I, you, you look at the, the seating and, you know, you, you're kind of hoping down the road who, who might you match up with and all those kind of things. And at the end of the day, it, it doesn't matter. Um, you, you have to win and you got to beat the best teams uh, multiple days in a row. Um, but I was really excited to get the 10 seed in the aspect of preparedness in the tournament, having the 445 time slot. And I tell people here on campus about that. And they're like, well, what is it? What do you mean? I said, well, it, it, it's good for nutrition. It's good for sleep patterns. Um, if there's any delays in the tournament, we're not the last game of the day, uh, which everybody saw a couple of years ago with, uh, you know, UNLV in central Oklahoma, I think it was, and it goes five overtimes. And the next game is starting at 1130 PM or whatever. Oh, really? So, yeah, with Central Oklahoma and Iowa, I think Iowa State had the Iowa State, long. yeah, yeah. And backed and, up, the, and, I think Ohio was. You could see that they were hanging out and under the, by the glass there. That I think it was Ohio, and I forget who they played the next game, but but uh, it, they were just kind of hanging out there because it could end in any moment. Then they have to get out there and get out there, so they were just kind of in their in their equipment and stuff, just waiting to for that game to end. I, I yeah, and you can't do anything. You get you no. you you can't leave. You can't get undressed because now right. all of a sudden the game ends and it's over. And then you're ready to go on for warmups, and and it and so it's 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 a lasting thing. So it, it, I, I like that time slot that we got, and um, you know, and, and to to be able to to have a higher seed, uh, and then have a day off. You guys were just talking about those things. Is that an advantage or disadvantage? Um, I I think for us um, getting through day one, and hopefully winning that game, uh, then we can kind of sit back and reflect on that and give us a chance to overcome the emotions of it and then prepare for the next opponent. Um, and then you've got four games in four days. Um, and so, you know, there are things with, with us being a first time entrant into this tournament um, that we've got to, you know, kind of get through the emotions of it and, and, you know, the expectations that we have um, we've got wins against number one, number three, number four, um, you know, it, all, all of those things we've, we've, we've had success, um, along the way and we can, we know we can do it in a one game scenario. And, uh, you know, now we've got to go out and, our, you know, I told our goaltenders yesterday, you guys have, you guys have to win us one or two games. Um, we've got to figure out a way that, you know, you got to bump somebody off and you, it's going to be hard for us to do it five to four. Um, so we're, we've got to play well defensively and, and, uh, be ready to go. And I think that that day off, uh, if we make it to the Saturday game, uh, will be, um, a blessing for us. Okay. That was going to be kind of my follow-up to that is, are there adjustments other than the obvious from M2 to M1, as far as the way the tournament's conducted and the process of getting there here, you played your regular season schedule you let the uh, computer tell you where you were going to be. Uh, Dan, I think a lot of people were surprised that you were a 10. I think they thought you might be even higher. Um, but, the, you know, you just mentioned you beat one, three, and four during the year. Um, but is there a different prep for you 
uh, in this national tournament than the M2 tournaments? You know, I, I think it, it is. Um, it's a mental side of things. Um, you know, unfortunately, last year, you know, you, can you go two and one in the tournament and still move on to the semifinals after the pool play? Uh, didn't happen for us last year. Uh, we got in a tie-breaking situation, had to pull our goaltender uh, in overtime, uh, which everybody in the world is calling me a stupid coach. Uh, what in the world would you do that for? Well, they didn't <laughs> understand the tiebreaker system. Right. And we, we, had, we had to score. We couldn't tie that game. And, you know, you've got to do everything you can for your players to win a game. And, and that was our scenario. Um, you know, and so pool play is, is a different animal. Um, you know, in the, in the past, we, we've known really by about December 1st that in the West, we had it wrapped up. And so, as, especially as an independent, it was, it was, uh, it was very difficult um, at times to coach. Um, we were successful. We won a lot of games. We did all those things. We had great competition with Jamestown and Minot as, as M1 teams to help prepare us. We went out and played the world and went to Liberty, went to Florida Gulf Coast, played uh, Lindenwood and in the Iowa States and, and, you know, the Montana States and the best teams that we could we could play. And we had such a gap in the uh, strength of schedule that by the time November rolled around, there was no way anybody could catch us, even if we would have probably lost 10 of 11 games. Um, we 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 knew that hey that's where we were and then there was kind of a relief factor okay here's what you're doing and then you have to wait and you're just waiting for the end of the season to finalize to go to the national tournament and have a you have a break and uh you get there and and fortunately we were able to have some success along the way um you know win two titles and and come close uh in, in the last one last year uh with with high expectations and and uh, then this year um, you know, the, the best thing for us was being in a conference and having something almost every week to look at and go, hey, here's what this means this week and have that focus of what we're doing uh, moving forward and then getting to that last weekend and fighting for a championship. Uh, how important that is, especially against this arrival that we have. And then the next weekend, hey, we've got another shot at it. Uh, and then we got to get through McKendry in overtime. Uh, and then we play a 2-1 game um, against Jamestown and, and uh, had, a, had a great game with them. And, and uh, you know, the opportunity to play uh, against the top teams like that and obviously help propel them to a number four seed uh, in the end. But, you know, should we have been higher? I don't know that we've been higher. Um, you know, we, we came in hot at the beginning. We beat Central Oklahoma. Um, that helped get us up to three. I mean, uh, to be number three somewhere along the way during the year, there's teams that have been at this a long time that have never been number three. Um, right. And, uh, you know, so that it's, it's a respect thing. It's an it's a, a accomplishment factor uh, that, you know, hey, we were having success at that time. And then we, we floundered a little bit. We had a couple key injuries. Uh, where we had our, our top defenseman out, um, our captain, for about 11 weeks. And, um, and then we lost our top scorer. And, uh, and, and he's been out since uh, uh, middle of January, um, just started skating again. And, and so we're, we're optimistic that he'll play in the tournament, but we don't know yet. 
Um, and so, you know, lose, losing our, our top goal scorer, um, guy who's uh, number one overall in our in the history of our, our program uh, in goal scoring, uh, not having him in the final stretch uh, was, was difficult for us. And uh, you can see probably that, you know, our, our, the number of goals we scored were, were down a little bit, but uh, we did go through a stretch where we were averaging about five and a half goals without him. And, uh, and then you, then you realize, okay, well, we're, we're not necessarily playing the top uh, 15 teams. And uh, then you get into some crunch time and you figure out a way to do that. But we, you know, we, we got uh, our captain back, Johnny Witzke, unbelievable defensive player, offensive threat. Um, I think he's probably one of the best, if not, you know, one of the top uh, three or four defensemen in, in ACHA D1. Um, you know, he, he finally came back and, and that was a boost for us to beat Minot in January. Um, and, and it was a great game, great competition. Um, you know, we, we love playing them and, and the rivalry our schools have in our, in our all sport conference as well. Um, and then, you know, the, the outlook for our conference next year as well, when we bring Minot and Iowa state and Illinois into the conference, um, our conference is going to get that much better and that much deeper. Uh, so all of our games are going to have a little bit more meaning uh, during the regular season as well. Wow. Um, Stephen wants to know a little bit more about your uh, your roster and how you're preparing, I got a feeling. So, Stephen, is that is that right? Do I have it right? Sure, yeah, we could go into the roster. I mean, we're, is you, a week before the, the tournament is um, takes place, uh, how's the roster looking um, health-wise and just the, the players that – makeup of it heading into the tournament yeah last week i i, I didn't know what was going to happen uh we had four of our top six forwards uh out against minot last uh, thursday and um it, it didn't turn out very well for us um and uh and they clubbed us pretty good uh you know seven nothing and, and uh, it was it was an ugly lineup for us um, up front, we had two defensemen playing first line and second line center, and, and uh, we're just trying to get through the weekend and play the game and, and move on and try to get healthy. So uh, all of those guys, um, with, with the exception of Cushing, have, have been back in practice now. Uh, we should be at full strength uh, with, with, those, with those three guys back in the lineup um with uh um you know tomorrow or today i am hoping our trainer gives us uh, the go ahead for contact for those guys and then um you know i think cushing will uh will be back with full pads on on uh, tomorrow um and just seeing how that goes for him and and uh it's been a you know a long wait for him but uh i know he's anxious to get back out there and you know, hopefully he, he's he's ready to go and, and can play a little bit next week. And, you know, we just we just don't know with him yet. So our lineup is still a little bit in flux. Uh, but uh, outside of that, you know, we've got uh, 24 of the 25 guys are, are fully healthy and, and uh, should be ready to go by uh, by tomorrow for sure. All right, Dan, final one for you. And we'll let you go on this one. Um, when you prepare uh, for a national tournament like this, do you like to prepare your guys to play your game no matter who you play or do you try to mix in a little bit of uh, what we have to do to stop the opposition well there's a combination of that you know it's it's for us it was a, a long meeting yesterday after practice um just kind of regrouping and talking about philosophy in our systems and what you know what have we gotten away from and what are we willing to 
you know, accept as behavior uh, of our play and what what is the expectation and are, are we oh, what what's the feedback from our players at this point and do they realize okay here we you know now it's it's crunch time and you know in years past um, you know we've we've seen some of that this year in the aspect of we've probably become a little lazy at some points because our first five years we were able to have some mistakes and have it not end up in the back of our net um, because we were just better than teams and we would go out, out score them. And we could clamp down and play defense when we wanted to do it. Um, but in the end now this year, you, you have to get on top of teams quickly. And if you're not doing that early in the game, it's really hard to come back. And, uh, um, you know, traditionally we've, you know, even this year, I think we were, you know, uh, 19 and two when leading after the first or leading after the second period or something. So if we get out early, we're, we're, we're very successful. And, you know, so then we talk about, here's what our systems look like. Here's what we need to do. Here's the philosophy behind these certain items that we talked about, you know, the 10 kind of core, uh, philosophies that we wanted for the, for the tournament. And then that's what we're going to do. Now, when we go out and play Westchester, um, what, how are they going to respond to us? And what if they do something different than that's, you know, that uh, breaks down our system? How are we going to adjust and be ready for that? Okay, hey, we need to make this in-game change. And so we'll be able to do that. And, and the same with the Liberty. And then, the, you know, if the next game happens to be against Adrian, you know, it, it, you keep on going and you go, oh, my, you know, here's the gauntlet of D1 teams. Um, and so I, I think we'll be mentally prepared. Um, hopefully we're, we're physically ready and uh, we're going to give everything we have and, and try to show that uh, some of the best D2 teams can make that move and be very successful at this level. Um, and, you know, others have, have struggled as well, you know, and we've seen that across the board with the expansion that it's, it's not a, a bunch of teams like us that have had the success. It's a, it's a bunch of other teams that are coming in and really kind of feeding the, the bottom third of, of D1. And that's, that's unfortunate that they probably made the move too soon uh, compared to a UNLV moving up, having the success they're having, us moving up, having the success we're having, and being ready um, and, and prepared for it. So, you know, we're, we're excited to be able to showcase that and be an example uh, for other teams down the road and, and represent our institution well. Dan, appreciate your time as always. Uh, good luck in the preparation part of it. I know that it will be complete, and uh, we'll see you in St. Louis. I appreciate it. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Stephen. All right. That's the head coach from the University of Mary, the Marauders, Dan Huntley, joining us. Stephen and I are going to take another quick break. We're going to come back, and uh, we'll visit with the head coach from the University of Arizona, Chad Berman in just a few minutes. Looking for a small campus setting with a big campus varsity hockey program? Located in the heart of the Ozarks, Springfield, Missouri, Drury University Hockey is the new game in town. The beautiful Jordan Valley Ice Park, located less than a mile from the Drury campus, is the home of Panthers Hockey, including a newly renovated full-time locker room space. Drury University offers over 80 undergraduate majors and programs and nine graduate programs with an average class size of just 19 students. Go beyond and become a part of a bright future for Jury Panthers hockey. Visit jurypanthers.com and jury.edu for more information.
Looking to extend your hockey career at a high level? Then the University of Georgia could be the place for you. Ice Dogs Hockey is an NCAA-style experience and championship culture combined with classic rivalries, big-time athletics, and an elite academic institution. Go to UGAHockey.com to start your journey and see if you can continue to help build a limitless future ahead for University of Georgia Hockey. Looking to find the right place to fit your academic needs with a chance to play championship-level college hockey? Then Indiana Tech could just be that place. In less than a decade, the Warriors have played for two national championships, appeared in the last four national tournaments, and won six regular season and conference tournaments. Off the ice, majors in not just the tech fields, but communications, criminal justice, and more can get your career off to that same kind of championship start. For more information, visit us online at indianatechwarriors.com or at indianatech.edu. Looking to continue building on a successful first season at the ACHA W1 level, Lake Superior State starts its second season in the CCWHA, a season that included having three academic All-Americans. If this is the kind of tradition that you are interested in help building as a player or support off the ice, then visit us at women's D1 LSSUACHAHockey.com and see if the school rated Michigan's most affordable university is for you. Lake Superior State Women's Hockey, the small school advantage with the big hockey culture built in. Looking for the big school college hockey experience in a small school setting? Then Maryville University, located in St. Louis, Missouri, could be for you. Fielding five teams across all divisions of the ACHA since 2018 and playing just minutes from campus in the 1,000-plus seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first-class athletic experience as they compete against ACHA powers like Ohio, Liberty, Minot State, and Illinois State. For more information about all things Maryville, visit maryville.edu. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Indeed it is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 10 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you from Temecula, California, this Wednesday morning. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, one quick rundown here of what you heard from Coach Huntley, because, as I said, I hear something, you hear something. What did you take away? Well, I mean, you talked about the difference between the, the M2 and the M1 and the preparation, how different that is and how I – I think I remember that last year where uh, Mary – uh, was had to pull their goalie when the in a tie game because they couldn't have to have that game go to a tie, so uh, they had to win in, in regulation. But uh, it's it's different, obviously, at the M one. It's 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 uh, there's no pool play. There's none of that. It's basically one and done. It's you know, somebody plays until somebody wins, and somebody loses, and and then you move on. So the, it's a little bit different. You have to prepare for that. You just prepare. You don't have to worry about any of those scenarios. You just worry about, okay, you got to win this game, 
and then you you have another game. And I and I and I had forgotten the 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 way that the the field is laid out or that the schedule is laid out. That the teams that play on on Thursday, the not the some of the teams that play on Thursday, the teams that play the the five through or, or what is it the the five through eight teams will get will have a day in between the teams that play. So it kind of it'll kind of formulates how it used the old way, but the teams that play on Thursday, the that have to play the teams that are on Saturday, there'll be a day in between. But then the teams that play on Thursday that have to play teams one through four will then have to play the next day. So correct. Yeah. So that's so that's where the advantage could be a little bit for for the one through four teams, but but we'll we'll see how it plays out. But uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's well. Let me tell you the one word that I took away from the conversation with uh, Coach Huntley: confidence from start yes, to finish. They were I confident last year; they're mm-hmm. confident this year. I like the fact that he said they want to be an example setter. Yeah. They want to uh, lead the way for other M two programs that want to move up. We know there's some that are doing it. Uh, Drury University, right here in our uh, um, coverage area, and our uh, corporate partners are uh, moving up. So um, and some teams have moved up, and they haven't been as successful right out of yeah. the start. So, so, so my guess is, uh, look at UNLV when they made the jump. Look at you, uh, Mary, when they make the jump, and uh, maybe um, take some of their ideas, pick their brains a little bit, and I, see if you can do that if you're an M two team moving up. Well, and how about and how about Grand Canyon? It's <clears throat> taken them a little bit longer. Since they've moved up, because they moved up about the same time I think UNLV did, or, or yeah, maybe. but a similar roadmap. They but, use but, the, a similar roadmap. But look at them now; they're in a national tournament for the first time at number seventeen. So you know it's taken them quite a bit of time, but they've they finally get an opportunity. So that's same with like Utah. Utah's I think this is their first time in the field in, is at the M one level, or maybe 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 they've been before. But since they've moved up, and you know it's taken them a little bit of time. They've been on that cusp a few times. Probably part of the reason why they expanded it to twenty four teams because a team like Utah was right there always the last couple of years, but just got bumped out because of auto bids. But now with the twenty four teams, it really avoids that. I mean, it's 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 harder to make that argument when you're a twenty three, twenty four ranked team and you get bumped, and if you were sixteen, yeah. seventeen, and you you got bumped out. So, uh, but Utah would have been in the old format. Good point. Year, they got sure. twelve this year, but. But so it it takes teams a little bit longer to get kind of get where they are. But Mary comes right in after the success that they added M two, and coming right in and, and having uh, some success already. And we'll see how it translates in the national tournament. Okay, last night I had a chance to visit with the head coach from the University of Arizona, Chad Berman. I'm rushing along here since we're running out of time. But here is the head coach, Coach Berman, and his thoughts on another national tournament trip. in college hockey fantasy american collegiate hockey top 20 podcast it's preview time uh, we previewed last week with four coaches we're previewing again with four coaches i've got the head coach from the university of arizona wildcats chad berman with me uh coach i haven't seen you in a while but how are you i'll see you in st louis and uh let's hope you're hanging around for a while this year yeah that sounds good to me good to talk to you but uh yeah obviously always always excited to be uh part of that trip. Okay, the national tournament uh, is is a different animal this year because there's additional teams. So let's start right there. Your thoughts on having the additional teams playing uh, in St. Louis? Yeah, I don't have a major opinion on the additional teams. I uh, um, I'm different on it. I, my concern is how much is the light ice get worn down over time. I guess I guess we'll find out. I'm, I'm personally didn't. I don't personally feel like we need. 
you know, if I'm, if I'm the 24, 23, and no disrespect to anybody who is, I've, I've been 19, the last one out. But, like, to me, it's not about playing more games or, you know, you know, or just trying to get extra bonus time. Like, uh, if they shrunk it down to 12, I'd be fine with it. It really doesn't matter to me either way. I just uh, uh, personally uh, think it's a little different there. You know, and the strangeness about it, and I don't know if it's got to do with 24 teams or not, but so the tournament officially starts on Thursday. You're going to play Thursday. But a team like yeah. Liberty, for example, is going to play the last game, I believe, or second to the last game on Saturday. <laughs> that, yeah. that always seems odd to me. Yeah, what I would say is different or special about this tournament this year is I think we say this every year, it becomes more and more true. The parity is death in this league continues to be impressive. Uh, I, I don't know if it's last week or the weekend before. I don't think you have to look very far. One, two, and three all went down to, to you know, men or lower ranked teams. And, uh, boy, if you don't show up on a night to day basis, you, you're going to lose. So I, I think it's a good reflection of the league's depth and parity. Okay, so that being said, you guys get there, you get to open up. Um, uh, with a familiar opponent, it sounds like. Your thoughts on the first round? Well, they're not familiar, which is kind of fun because I've not really gone against them. So, I mean, we, we watched ASU and Grand Canyon and all the teams so much. It's kind of nice to, to find a new opponent, really, you know, possibly Jamestown, too. Um, you know, they've had a very good program there. Uh, they've been consistently good. I think they've been hovering around, you know, 10, 10 to 14 all year, pretty consistently around 12. So, we're very aware. Um, you know, um, how good this team is, and that the 20s now are a kind of love what they are. Um, they, you know, there's a few players we're going to have to be aware of, and obviously they got a good goaltender in that there, the style of play that's going to be difficult. Um, you know, so we're, we're certainly looking forward to the challenge, but um, we also respect the opponent to a point of, you know, we've got to be ready to go. Uh, it's going to be a tough matchup for us right off the bat. And I think it's cool to see, you know, two programs like Pitt and Arizona face off. Okay, and you're playing in Maryville to open it up. There'll be, uh, what, four games in Maryville on Thursday. Your thoughts about uh, about playing in the uh, Hogan Palace, as we like to say on the show? Well, we've been there uh, twice in the last <laughs> month or so, so we're pretty familiar with the spot. Um, we finally had success in the last outing, so maybe uh, hopefully that's a good trend for us. Um, obviously, it's fortunate that I have a great relationship with John Hogan and, and uh, you know, looking forward to seeing him and his family, uh, you know, being around the ring there. And, uh, you know, the goal, obviously, is to play the next game in the 17th center, but, uh, you know, we're well aware that we better uh, take care of business first before we can look at anything past that. All right. You've been there enough times now to know what it takes to get it done. Uh, what's the preparation been like for you now leading up to it? you still got a week or so until uh, – until you get out there, but what's the preparation been like, and what are you seeing from your guys? Yeah, I would say, honestly, uh, I would say I've learned more about how not to get it done, and, and a lot of that is, like, this uh, this tournament is, it's unbelievable. Like, if I wasn't coaching it, I'd still watch it. I'm just such a fan of this tournament. I love the format. I love the one and done. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you learn over time, like, you better not turn parts over. You better be set uh you better be simple to the youth zone. You better be hard on pucks. You better make them go 200 feet. Um, you better rely on uh, rebounds, tip screens, that kind of stuff. Because uh, you're on a race of three. It's no longer the regular season where it might be a race of four. Um, you're going to have to scratch and claw. I mean, one thing I know, and you know, I, I had a lot of conversations with Wade when he was at my office, 
this is a tournament based on momentum. And, you know, there's been a couple examples over the last past year where momentum got away from us and so did the game. Um, so we're really trying to prepare our team to be even keel, stay in the moment, focus on what matters. And, um, you know, this tournament can turn on a dime for or against you, so you better be prepared to help handle the elements. Okay, so the ever-popular question is, how's the health? This time of year, you're never fully healthy, but, but how are you? Are you getting guys back? Are you relatively healthy? Where are you at? Yeah, um, it's, it's been an unhealthy season, quite honestly. It's just been, um, it's been part of the way it's, I think it's part of the way it highlights, you know, what we are as a group. Um, but it's just been a struggle since day one. We really haven't played one single game this season where our full roster has been in, and, and we won't come national tournament. Um, unfortunately, we've got another injury that we gained through the ASU weekend or two um, that, that's going to affect us in that tournament. And, uh, in some ways, it's like you, you can sit there and feel sorry for yourself, but the, the fact of the matter, we've been dealing with this all year. Um, I could rattle off 10, you know, probably five, six stores just my roster. Um, and have been examples of guys who have earned more opportunity in ice time just because of it, and they stepped up, and it's kind of been like that all year, not to be too cliche. The next guy up in town, he's been what we've had to deal with, basically out of necessity. And you see stories like, uh, you know, TJ stepping in and, and, and taking the reins, and he's been great for us, and Bear, Pizzo, and, um, you know, we're going to have to leave on Sandoval, who's coming back from an injury as well, so... Uh, in some ways, it's fitting for the for the transcript this year, but uh, certainly it's been a challenge. Okay, when you look at your conference, it's a, another stellar year as far as what you guys have done to put teams in the national tournament. Um, is it getting harder and harder to win that WCHL championship like you've done in the past? No question. Um, I mean, it's... Uh, I'm really proud to be a part of this conference. Uh, I think Chris Perry, I think the world of that guy, I think he's a great commissioner. Um, but it's definitely just harder to win. Um, I mean, look at what UCL had to do to win it with UNLV down their, their throat. Um, you know, it's a challenge. I think they went 19-1 regulation game, something like that. Um, I think Mike Rivera from UCL is the best coach for the ACHA, if not top three. Um, certainly Adrian, uh, Gary, there's there's one in the picture as well, but, um, you know, it's, it's like, I think that does prepare our conference for this kind of a tournament. I'm excited to see Grand Canyon get in the mix of, you know, certainly we're rivals for proximity. Um, but I'm also proud as another Arizona team to see them, you know, jump it up and play as great as they are. Okay. So when, uh, give us a little thumbnail. You kind of did about the, the way the season's gone as far as injuries, but, um, teams that you played, how everything ended up. You just finished up with an alumni game. How has that all kind of capsulized Arizona hockey this uh, this season? Yeah, you like sometimes you have one of those years that just feels like you're punching underwater or, or you know running up against the wind. Um, and unfortunately for us, it's, it's really been back to back seasons. Um, you know, I can sit here and whine about the things we don't control that have happened to us. Or I could really focus on, yeah, but we've been able to salvage on the 11 and the 13th seed on it despite those challenges. Um, I'm a big believer in challenges make you better and stronger, and I think it's the only way. It's like you think in the long run will benefit. Um, you know, there's some things that, that I wish I would have done differently for sure that I'll learn from. Um, and so, you know, in the short, short term, I feel bad for a senior because it's, been, it's a great senior class. I would like to see this season go a little smoother. 
uh, Lamar is their favorite, but at the same time, I'm really proud of the group and how they've overcome uh, a tremendous amount of adversity far beyond what people know in the public. Uh, and, and we're not certainly asking for steps today, nobody cares. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's about how we take care of business, how you play for the guys next to you. And in that regard, I think my guys have handled uh, that adversity very well. Coach, when, when I see what you've been through the, the last really two years, and, and I kind of think, like, could this be the year that you guys really do some damage? Because uh, so many times you've come in and maybe healthier, maybe more talented, and things just haven't fallen the way that you needed it to. But could this be that year when these group of guys come together and and uh, does something special? Uh, you know, who knows? Um, I was certainly let to talk to you in two weeks and, and, and talk about that story. But uh, I've been in this tournament too many times. I have too much respect for how good you know, the tournaments are to think that that just happens. Obviously, you got to win the battle of momentum on day to day. You've got to win the small victories. You better be good on special teams. You better not turn pucks over. Um, you know, you better be hard on pucks yet and stay out of the box. It's it's not a difficult equation, but it is. Um, and there's, there's no coincidence that the teams that are in the final four here do those things. Coach, appreciate your time as always. That's head coach from the University of Arizona, Chad Berman, joining us. We'll be right back uh, with another segment of the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast. All right, Stephen, there's the head coach. Uh, let me uh, get a couple more partners in, then we'll wrap it up uh, and get your thoughts on what you heard from uh, from Coach Berman. We'll be right back. If you are thinking of joining a growing power to continue playing high-level college hockey, then Lake Superior State's ACHA M2 program could be right for you. In just two seasons under head coach Steve Canisto, the Lakers' M2 team continues its drive towards a national tournament bid, coming off the program's best season ever. For information about playing in this hockey-focused community, or if you're just interested in schedule and ticket information, visit our website at lssuachahockey.com. Women's hockey is one of the fastest-growing sports in the country, and at Maryville University in St. Louis, having two ACHA women's teams allows young women to continue to play top-level hockey. Maryville Women's Hockey aligns with the university's core values to provide opportunities for growth as a player as well as the sport. The Maryville University Hockey Center is the place to get a first-class hockey experience and is just minutes from campus. For more information on Maryville women's hockey, go online to MaryvilleSaints.com. Experience the best of academics and athletics at Minot State University. At Minot State, we're not just a team. We're a family united by passion and determination. Achieve your academic goals while thriving in a supportive community. With a commitment to excellence both on and off the ice, we're shaping leaders with an 11 to 1 student-faculty ratio, over 1,200 scholarships awarded annually, and in-state tuition for all students. Experience education that goes beyond textbooks, propelling you towards a brighter future. Join Minot State University and be part of a legacy of success. Discover your potential at Minot State. Learn more at MinotStateU.edu. Minot State University. Be seen. Be heard. Be you.
When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 national champions, four-time WCHL champions, and named a Best in the West College by U.S. News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. As a premier ACHA M1 university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Indeed it is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you today from Temecula, California. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh from Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, we are dearly running out of time, but uh, you had a chance to digest a little bit what Coach Berman said. Sorry for the little bit of a tingy connection there uh, as I had to record it off of a phone, but... Um, your thoughts on the uh, University of Arizona. Could this be the year, Stephen? Could this be the year that they make real noise? Well, it would kind of defy it would kind of defy logic because you, you talked about your conversation. You know, there's been years where they've been healthier and haven't uh, had the success. And this year, they're probably well, they're not pro- probably they are not <laughs> healthy or they have not as healthy as they've been in years past for sure. And then maybe they that'll be enough to. Get him a couple of wins, but you know, I think Chad Berman. Uh, I think he's re- real, uh, realistic in this. That you know, it's it's going to be tough. It's and of course, it's always a tough field, but it's it's going to be a challenge because of their they they are shorthanded and they've got some injuries and stuff. But um, that doesn't mean they aren't going to give it their best effort and and maybe have a chance to to win. I mean, it's I I could see them winning that first game against Pittsburgh. Uh, I think it's a it's a game that they can. Win even if they don't have a full. I mean, Pittsburgh's been a decent team this year, but I think it's a game that they can win. If they win that matchup, then they have to play Jamestown. That would be tough if they if they were to get past that. They, but uh, but for them to win a game would be would be big because um, they've been in a lot of tournaments and they haven't been able to win really that first game, but most of them. So it's it's tough. But um, you know, it'd be nice for them to at least be able to get that get a win in that first day, and then. And then, and then you get a couple of days. You know, you you have a day in between, and then and then you play the Saturday uh, against James. Well, no, you, no, you play next. I'm sorry, they they have to play the next day against Jamestown on Friday. So yeah, you got to play two games. Two if they're, games. in their case, got to play two games in a row, and then you get a day off. Then you get a day off. But if you know, if, if they somehow could could shock the world, and but it it's gonna be uh, it'll be a real challenge for them. But um, I'm sure they'll be up to the up to the task, and I'm sure they'll relish the 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 role of underdog. Nobody will probably be expecting them to to win considering the the roster maybe with uh, the shorthanded guys that that's a shorthanded of the of the guys that they have so uh we'll, we'll see 
Okay. Well, can't end on anything better than that. So, uh, yes, I'll we can. You... I can tell you about the, the early look at the weather <laughs> forecast for Maryland Heights uh, for, for your uh, for your arrival. And I'm already jealous because when I was there, it was a little bit uh, a couple years ago. It was a little bit uh, chillier. There was a little bit of there was a little bit of snow. A couple of years. Mostly you're inside most of the time, but there was a couple of days where you could get around a little bit. Those those days were nice. But um, I, I'm already looking at the forecast. So next Wednesday, the high is 66. Then Thursday sixty nine, then Friday sixty five. So and I see no uh, no snow in the forecast. So uh, not in the sixties, it won't be snowing. No, <laughs> but you no. heard what Dan said, right? It was sixty two one day in Bismarck and five below the next. So um, the weather That's pattern true. is crazy. I haven't seen beyond Friday yet. It hasn't gone that far yet on the app here. But uh, so <laughs> well, see. you know, I'm stuck in the Midwest once until uh, about mid mid April. Once I get out there, so all right, take it away, my friend. From the nchc.tv studios, this is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast presented by IcetimeHockeyWest.com. Liberty University, bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at Liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com with three Valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. We keep you supplied with all of the gear you need all season long. University of Central Oklahoma, first class experience on and off the ice. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, lunch, catering, dining in or out. We're just getting our award-winning barbecue sauce. We're at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. UNLV Hockey, follow the Skate and Rebels Championship Quest. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. FedEx, ship, manage, track, deliver. The official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Maryville Women's Hockey. Go to maryvillesaints.com for schedule and ticket information. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos with Caesars Rewards. Members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey. Visit arizonawildcathockey.org and become part of one of the West's most historic hockey programs. Jets Pizza. Lunch, dinner, and catering as well at jetspizza.com. University of Mary. New league, new level. Same goal. Visit us at goyoumary.com. The Tag Creative Group. Help us create that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. Go to redbubble.com and search T-Grand Run. Oklahoma University Hockey. The action you crave only faster at ouhockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network and is live every week on the Podbean app and is available on your favorite podcast platform at ITHSW Podcast. All one word. Again, search ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review any of our podcasts to help others find the show. Uh, and to go back about the uh, the, the weather, uh, one thing I will, one thing I know from my experience there a couple years ago, no matter what it'll be like outside, it will be very chilly inside the uh, the rink. <laughs> I'll, I'll dress appropriately. Dress our thanks to the head coach from Liberty, Kirk Candy. As if you've never University. been to a cold hockey rink before. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the University of Mary head coach, Dan Huntley, uh, the head coach from the University of Arizona, Chad Berman. We've got nine uh, partners in the M1 level at the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20. Two more to go next week. We'll preview Right before the tournament starts, we'll have Frank DiCristofaro on from Indiana Tech, and uh, we'll have uh, the head coach from UCL, University of Central Oklahoma, in Michael Rivera, um, and maybe, both and maybe, on next week. 
and maybe we'll give our our bracket predictions and how we think it'll all shake it's out. It's going to be yep. It's going to be a longer show with those two on, and I'm going to try to sneak in a couple of surprise guests, surprise coaches that making the tournament for the first time. So um, you want to tune in next week um, Wednesday to uh, to hear all about it. But then we'll have full coverage for the uh, the duration of the tournament, um, and we'll go from there. So. Thanks again for listening, and we'll say goodnight with a little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody.